<laughs> All right. Uh, who put doo doo on there? <laughs> who put doo doo on the notes? I don't know what. No, that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> that's gonna be the intro. All right. <laughs> who put doo doo on the notes? Is the intro. I'm putting that Three, in the preview. Two, one. And welcome back to KK's Indie Gaming Corner. We are out here. We are not live because this is pre recorded. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at KK Indie Gaming. You will not regret it because I feel like I'm going to forget that. So, yeah, that's a reminder for everyone to go follow us everywhere. Like, subscribe, comment, do whatever you do. With that out of the way, I've got my lovely co-host who is me, who's with me since the beginning. Kyle. Wait, wait you said my lovely co-host, me, who's with me at the beginning. <laughs> oh, gosh. You referred to yourself. You referred my to yourself. My lovely is... co-host who has been oh, with my me gosh. since the beginning. There. It's not worded that. Not only are you the host, but you're the co-host, so what does that make <laughs> me? The peon! A peasant. Peasant. How are you today, Kyle? Doing great. Thank you. For having me on our show. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, it's an honor to have you and, and another guest with us today. The lovely, the wonderful, the amazing, you know him, the man, the myth, the legend, Phil the Chef. There's a reason I haven't bought the show after that intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, how, first of all, let's address this. Um, you talk things on this other podcast called Gamerheads Podcast. But mm -hmm. somehow you're now the CEO of the podcast. Yeah, man. Money talks. Any, any pro tips so I can I can rise above Carrington and his co-host himself and become the CEO <laughs> of our podcast? Well, the first thing you do is you find yourself a host slash co-host that doesn't refer to themselves in first and third person in this exact same sentence. That doesn't botch an intro. Uh, you get yourself a good staff, and from there, you find somebody who's willing to generously donate approximately $5, and they will gladly buy you out. And then uh, you got yourself a brand spanking new podcast with dozens of listeners. Okay. I'm right. I've wrote this down. Thank you. I that's feel what like I'm here for. That's, that's grand knowledge. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, I'm on the edge of a coup here soon. So this might be my last episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fellas. Right, you can take it. You can take your co-host and start another episode or another show. Uh, me, myself, and I will go. The three of us will go <laughs> and start a new podcast. Me start KK and, and K's Indie Gaming Corner podcast. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. We'll see. That could go in a bad place. Speaking of bad places. <laughs> oh, that's a segue. <laughs> There's this wonderful game called Dredge by Black Salt Games. That's all about a bad place. The sea. Why is the sea a bad place? It's not a bad place unless it's trying to kill you at night. You just said it was a bad place. It is a bad place. Have you been there at night? Where the yes. monsters come out mm, and scare you no. and ghost ships come out and try to ram into your ship? Yeah, and I kind of enjoyed my time there. It is a wonderfully made game. It is 
A single-player fishing adventure with a sinister undercurrent. Sell your catch, upgrade your boat, and dredge the depths for long-buried secrets. Explore a mysterious archipelago and discover why some things are best left forgotten. Dun-dun-dun. So, I think you guys have more hours in this than me. I think I've got about four or five-ish hours, because I played it right before going on vacation. That's about where I am, too. Mm. Okay. Okay. What do you guys think of it so far? <clears throat> Kyle, it's your show. Okay. I will go ahead and let our guests go first. <laughs> this, is, this is why I'm not the co-host anymore. <laughs> uh, I know of another podcast that I could always use another guy. Um, <laughs> my thoughts on it are, it's very... Okay. Um, I love the atmosphere that's set up in front of us. I, I'm really bad at summarizing things. So you're just going to get a bunch of random thoughts because that's the way that my head works in real life and in work life. Okay. Um, as a fishing simulator, it does a thing of beauty. It, it's very, very well executed and it's basic. It doesn't really ask a lot of you in terms of like how to bring fish in, at least as far as I am. I don't know if it gets more complex as time goes on. The soundtrack is super atmospheric and very fitting for what's going on. Uh, there's a wide variety of fish that are also in the game, which are very catchable. I, it's a lot more character-based than I thought it would be going into it. With I, I don't think it's voice acted. I haven't played it in like two weeks, and my memory doesn't work. But it's all really well written out, and you get to know these characters that you're dealing with. And you can see that there's a, there's a definite stigma attached to the fishermen and women of this village that have come through. Um, nighttime does get super creepy and super crazy and weird, and that's a good thing. You get to catch different species of fish throughout the course of all of it. Stay out for a little too late, you'll start hallucinating and really bad things will happen. Um, ominous is the word that I'm looking for as far as the nighttime vibe goes. I should be playing that right now instead of talking to you guys, but I kind of <laughs> spaced it out a little bit, and now I'm going to get back into it again tonight. Um, I love the way that the story has been progressing, that you do get quests and challenges to complete. You can build uh, to upgrade your boat by dredging the sea to acquire pieces parts that are good for the upgrades and then you pay your little harbor master and she takes care of you at least the one that i've met so far has been a she and she's taking care of me and you can sell your fish to this guy that knows a lot more than he lets on as far as where i am and um that's kind of where i am with the game i think it's adorable i think it's wonderful it's super spooky it's a wonderful fishing simulator on top of it this question goes out to the both of you uh, what if i okay. told you Hey, there's this game you have to play. It's a fishing game, which, Phil, I know you're all I'm about in. fishing games. I know you're already in. in. But what if I said there was a, a horror fishing game? You yeah. know, like it's just one of those things. It's just two genres that you wouldn't expect to go together. Absolutely, but it yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, it, it works way better than what I what I would have expected it to be. And adding on to what Phil said, the game is it's a, it's a fantastic game. Um, I find it, it with this the the way that I've been playing it. I don't know if you guys. I don't go out at night a whole lot. I tend to play the clock. I go fishing throughout the day. I go find safety. I sleep through the night and I go back out. Not saying that I don't fish at night. I do, but I spend more of my time avoiding the night to fish throughout the day. Um, and I I know fishing at night you you get rarer fish and. Um, more exciting experiences as well. Uh, but there's just something that spooks me about going into the night fishing. Um, but once I've, uh, once I've upgraded my boat more, which I've, I've put quite a bit of upgrades onto the boat itself, I find myself a little less scared going out at night. You can, mm -hmm. you can, you know, 
I want to say swim uh, boat faster. Sail yes. faster. No. And you get more uh, powerful lights and things like yeah. that as well that kind of keep the paranoia at bay. Yeah. And I absolutely love the character development in the game itself. The writing in it, it's so good. The, the, the individuals you run into throughout the game uh, really tell different stories and allow you to kind of get more absorbed into this world that, that um, uh, Black Salt Games uh, created. It's one of my... One of my favorite games of the year so far. I think they did a solid job with how they how they um, uh, created the game. I am absolutely impressed with how they manage time in the game, where time only moves forward with action. Mm-hmm. So either you sail uh, in any direction, the clock moves. If you're fishing, the clock moves. But if you sit still, the clock doesn't move at all. Um, but to go along with that, too, neither do things like your research when you're reading books and things like that. Those right. don't move either. So it's just time comes to a halt if you're not actually moving. Right. Yeah. This is one of those games I wish I could have sat around the table with the team and just listened to them talk about creating it. And, like, Absolutely. the the ideas of, like, uh, oh, yeah, let's let's we'll put research, we'll put literature in the game. And as you, read, as you progress through the game and you open a book, uh, you gain more skills. And, and uh, the fish that they wanted to put in the game whether it's your real life fish or the mutated fish that they created in the game itself like just the artwork and in the creation um within this game is just it's it's beautiful and i, I love every bit of it uh yeah i don't know what to add on than what you guys already have i mean the side quests are all truly gems and, I, and i'm glad that there are did you guys accidentally kill anybody? Sorry to interject, but I got excited. Whoa! No, I have not. <laughs> not yet, at least. Oh, uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Who? Like, throw someone off... off uh, I didn't do that, but somebody that I noted that, my co-host yeah. on the other show, Mike, did that. But I did do... I Let me rephrase that. I did not do a quest in a timely enough manner where a person either disappeared or starved to death. I'm not sure which way it all played out. It's... I won't get into this. this is going down. I'm sorry. They're, they're, wait to my neighbors. Now there's a fly uh, flying around in here. Um, I listened to a story about sailing and whale whale fishing years ago and, and how if they got stranded in the sea and they were starving, how they would continue to live. And it's really dark. And uh, I'm not sure if that's something that you can do in this game. Uh, but I, I know you can throw people overboard. And that's mm-hmm. kind, that's pretty dark, too. Well, they're dead weight. Yeah. Or live weight. Or wow. live bait. Well, one moment they're live, the next minute they're dead. Yeah, you know. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're still do, bait. You can attract whales with them. I do want to ask, so this is kind of a, a thought-provoking question, I guess. What other games would you like to see mashed up with a Cthulhu-style horror? So, like like you said, Carrington, hey, if I were to hit, if I were sitting here and asked you, would you ever ex- you know, expect a game that's fishing mixed with horror elements together do you think you'd play that is there something else that we could see from black salt games like would they would there be continuation of of dredge or could we see a different style of like uh i don't know like a construction management horror game (laughs) my brain kind of went that same direction as well i was like i want to manage a sports team but somehow Mm -hmm. involve cthulhu into the entire thing yeah we're like if i'm not performing properly like Cthulhu comes and will start grabbing some of my management team or my, I want to see a restaurant simulator. That exactly. I was thinking Cthulhu. that too. Oh. Yeah. 
or some kind of a darker god, almost like a um, cult of the lamb, mm-hmm. but like yeah. based around like running a business or an operation instead of running an actual cult. Yeah. Uh, or like some kind of hospital sim where you're mm-hmm. managing staff, but somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like this kind of genre is very open-ended and we could see a lot more dark slash job simulator style games carrington you got one on your brain i saw the look what's the one on your brain i was thinking even like uh sports themes with a horror mm-hmm. element somehow uh mixed in there like could you imagine like golf mixed with horror like that would be absolutely that'd be awesome like a speed golf with a killer chasing you oh that would be yeah. amazing where if you don't get your shot off in time or far enough like the killer's gonna catch up to you and whack your legs off or something like that mm-hmm. that'd be super fun i'm in any devs listening, we're full of ideas. You just gotta come to us. Hire us. <laughs> we we didn't say they were good. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for the record, um, we are getting on top of the review game again. Uh, I'm currently in the middle of working on the Dredge review, and it will be out by the end of the week. And the next game that we end up talking about, Carrington is already on top of all things reading and yes. literature-esque. Yes, I'm trying to improve my writing game. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, be prepared for a full-on Dredge review soon. You can also prepare for a full-on Planet of Lana review soon. Um, Planet of Lana is from Wishfully Games. A young girl and her loyal friend, Mui, embark on a rescue mission through a colorful world full of cold machines and unfamiliar creatures. Planet of Lana is a cinematic puzzle adventure framed by an epic sci-fi saga that stretches across centuries and galaxies. I need you to reread that, but pronounce Mui's name right in the voice of Lana. <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah, her name is <laughs> Lana. Hola! <laughs> if, you, if, you, if anyone's out there listening, I played the whole game on stream, and you heard me repeating... Hola, Mui, the entire time. Did you beat it? Yeah, yeah, I beat it nice. yesterday. Okay. Let's hear um, it. I want to hear all things Planet of Lana. Okay. Laid on thick. Planet of Lana. I f- the art is some of the best art in a video game I've seen, I feel like, in a while. It's so, it's bright. Um, it's wonderful. Um, it feels like inside with more detail in its in the way it, it looks um, because inside had the, the person you play as they had a face. I mean, they had a head. I don't remember a face per se. Alana at least has a face, but it has that same, like almost hand-drawn uh, oil art style. I think it's how, how, what that style is. I think um, borderline cell shaded, but not really. Yeah. Watercolor definitely watercolor. works. I like watercolor. That. Yeah. Watercolor is, is more what I'm looking for. And so, yeah, you start off, you, uh, you're on another planet. Alana uh, lives in this uh, fishing village. Um, and her, I, it's never explained, but in the achievements, it says sister. So her sister gets abducted by these machines and her whole village does. And so you're on a quest to go save your sister. Um, and you go through all kinds of different kinds of terrains. You know, there's lush forests, there's oceans, there's deserts, and eventually... Go the Mall of America. Space and Mall of America. <laughs> I forgot about Mall of America as I was going through it. Uh, that's what Kyle's like. It's Mall of America. I'm like, it is Mall of America. 
I watched Kyle hit that point on stream, and I was just like, oh, you're there. Get the ball of America. <laughs> there are, it's longer than Inside, I will say that, but I feel like there are a lot of sequences that kind of remind me of Inside and the way that when you have to like run away from creatures or something like that, the timing that it takes to like code this has to be absolutely perfect. And I just, I love those sequences. I love them so much. Like they never get old. It's stressful. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Are you going to make it? Are you not? I don't know. And if you don't make it, it's like, well, got to be like 0.1 second quicker. And I just, I just love those moments. They never get old. I'm curious. Cause I've like, as I played probably about two, two and a half hours of the game itself. Now, um, that style of game is so unique. It's, I feel like it's a throwback to older 2D side-scrolling games, but it's it draws you in with its art and its soundtrack. Um, and voice acting. Yes. As simple as yes. it is, there isn't a whole lot of lines, but it's it powerful, does though. enough. Yeah, exactly. It does enough to empower, you know, in, in, invoke emotion in you. I was gonna say, would you might th that might touch on this question here? Do you feel that it brought something new to the table for this genre, this style of game? Yes, uh, I feel like it brought something new since playing Silt, because Silt is also mm, like a two D very much type yep. thing. But that was underwater. Like we with with Planet of Lana, we've returned to being on land and going left to right again, left to right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in a way it does. Um, I felt like the puzzles were a bit more simpler this time mm -hmm. around compared yep. to uh, like Silt or um, Inside. But that's not a knock against it either because it was longer. I feel as though that also makes it more uh, user-friendly and approachable as well as mm -hmm. to if it's not a hardcore, it's not a hardcore puzzle game. I'll even, not that it's anything at all like Braid, but the, the mm -hmm. puzzles in Braid made my head hurt yes. extremely badly. And all in all, it was a very gratifying experience. But the fact that Planet, Planet of Lana does not like have headache-inducing puzzles, I, I think is more apt to get me to stick through it and play it all the way through the end because I don't want to chuck my controller out of frustration. I almost think that that would draw the player away from the game, too. If they put puzzles in this game, that would be too difficult. The yep. game, it, it shouldn't be known for difficult puzzles. It should be known yeah. for the puzzles in the game. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're at the point of wanting to throw your controller across the room, then... I think you would definitely take away from the experience of mm -hmm. P.O.L. And so we're going with this P.O.L. <laughs> P.O.L. <laughs> and something that I also have to give it to Planet of Lana, the, the difficulty curve is gradual, which I really liked a lot. Yep. So by the time you get to the end of the game, the puzzles are still much harder than compared to the beginning of the game but not impossible for you to figure out. Like There are times where it looks complicated, but it is really just combining all of the the uh, information and pieces around you in the appropriate direction and or manner hmm. concepts that's what the word i was looking for concepts no fully. <laughs> no i use way too many words there you <laughs> we were looking for one not a whole paragraph yeah i went for square peg round hole and karen's just like no it's just like you're right there <laughs> the problem is you and your words <laughs> English language, gotta love it. But uh, yeah, the concepts, it combined, it would combine like three or four by the end, uh, as opposed to just giving you one concept over and over again, and then a new concept over and over again. By the yeah. end of the game, you're combine, it combines them all in a wonderful experience that you just have to play for yourself. Nice. Nice. Do you think it's better than Limbo or Inside? 
or I guess Silt. Now that you mentioned that, because I feel like those are the three. Those those games are core to this this style of game. I mean, wow. I I really feel like Planet of Lana pulled inspiration from those two games with the way the camera pans out and mm-hmm. puts you in, in different environments and in the way that the the soundtrack and the the sound effects play into the game itself. I'll go first. Okay. okay. Um, maybe I shouldn't have went first. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I'll hearken all the even back to, as I said on Gamerheads as well, to uh, flashback and out of this world and things of that nature that this <laughs> this really draws inspiration from. Like, it's got that exact feeling to it. Personally, I like the atmosphere of Inside and Limbo a little bit more because I do like my games a little bit more horror-centric. But as far as, like, lightheartedness, even though it's not necessarily a lighthearted game goes, and as far as, like, overall general visual appeal, this one's head and shoulders above them. Mm. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Insider Limbo as well, because those are both visually outstanding as well. Um, I don't know if I'd say that it's better than them. I'd say it's on par with them. I'd put all three of them kind of on the same on that same tier level, mm-hmm. um, as well as there was the one game that dealt with sound that I wish I could remember what the name of it is, Oxenfree. Ding dong, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it also kind of has that oxen free, especially when you yep. start dealing with some of the musical puzzles. It kind of really feels like oxen free as well, which is also an outstanding game. Oxen free two release. I, mean, I think month? they should. Or this Did it really? It, uh, it's coming soon. Maybe it's in July. I believe it's July. Okay. Well, that's yeah. what we said about baseball as well, but that's today. Yeah. So you and I have no concept of time, so it doesn't really matter. Time doesn't exist. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to say any one of them are better than the other. They're all similar experiences, yet vastly different and unique enough that they all all three of them need to be played yeah that's that's well worded carrington i it's hard to say because planet of lana how this planet of lana does feed you its storyline slowly throughout the game so that way you know you have an idea of what happened and how we got here something like limbo or inside it's more abstract so super interpretive yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially inside. Especially oh, inside. Yeah. Um, so I did not scratch – it did not scratch that itch of it being – or Planet of Lana did not scratch that itch of it being interpretive. Um, but this, that's not a knock against it. It just puts in a different space in my head, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. To say is it better than the other uh, – I'll, I'll – include silt in there as well to say it's better than the other three it's I, it's it's funny because those three are so specific and planet of lana yeah. like those games are dark gray black red mm-hmm. and planet of lana is just beautiful and vibrant yep. yeah it, it's really hard because uh, the art style you know like it's mm-hmm. i i am more drawn to the art style of planet of lana than i am the other three but again, that's not a knock against the other three either because no, they're all, all yeah. done so no. beautifully. And and the music in them is all, all on all games, wonderfully done. God, I would I have to really... about, I forget about how good the music in this game in Planet of Lana is until like mm-hmm. somebody brings up the music and then all of a sudden well, I'm just like, that's right. It is so damn good. I think the the couple times that I streamed, it that was one of the things that somebody picked up that was watching. One of the three people that were watching <laughs> picked it up. <laughs> And one thing I really love about Planet of Lana, like, when it came to the music, the music changed drastically going from one, um, I don't know, one backdrop to another. Like, when you're in the fishing 
village that has a certain style. When you're in the jungle, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of style. When you're in the desert, it's another different ty- kind of style. But it still fits the universe so well that you're not distracted. You're in awe of the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's times that it almost feels borderline John Willi- John Williams esque, mm-hmm. like just with the yeah. and it's not even the huge orchestral fanfare, but just like the style and the presentation of how the music is done. It's just like, dude, this is sexy. You're you're preaching to the choir. The whole game <laughs> reminds me of an offshoot of some Star Wars story. I don't just yeah. the absolutely through, yeah. It's just well, and I even think I. I think I said to you at one point when you were streaming it too, like there were times that I was looking at Lana and I would get Lana confused with Padme, mm-hmm. like just because of the white gown from, uh, from the second yeah. movie. Like it just kind of, she had that feel to her and the way that she moved and the way the animations were done. And I'm using my hands a lot when I talk right now, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're becoming one of us, one of us, one <laughs> of us. I'll buy you out too, son. Oh boy. <laughs> You hit on something, Phil, that I completely forgot. The animation is so amazingly done. Mm-hmm. It My jaw dropped several times. Because even though the character designs are pretty simple, the animation just took everything to a whole nother level. Whole nother level. The way the, the robots move that capture you that are like, Mm-hmm. almost like spiders kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They move so distinctly from the creatures that lived on the planet. Um, and it was just like, this is, this is, I, I, yeah. I'm speechless. Well, going yeah. back, go, going to the sound design too, like touching on that, there's one specific scene kind of maybe an hour into the game where you, you complete a puzzle, you go on a cliffside, the screen pans back and you're standing there with your, your movie. Uh, and, um, uh, there's a big floating alien machine in the background yeah. and all you hear is that the horrific noise that it makes as it changes and flashes through different colors. And mm-hmm. like, I remember that, that scene was in the demo and I thought this game, this game is going to be good. Just, mm-hmm. just from that little, cause you know, it's just like the time and the dedication I was just put into that, that's, that scene is just it. It's like I need to know more about what's going on in this world, and I I want to see more of what this team again has created. The exact scene that you're talking about reminded me of what was that other game that we played through probably six months to a year ago, where it was all sound based and you had controlled the little thing that like rolled around behind you, where everything was like bing boom 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 ding dong XL. No, you didn't, Jesus man. <laughs> Uh, let me think here. But it's the same, same kind of a style of game where you're sitting inside of your house and your wife and your kid and you're watching TV and all of a sudden... Oh, Somerville. Comes, Somerville. Yeah that, yeah, that exact scene you're talking about reminded me of that because of yes. the way that it, the music was used and some of the yep. creatures in the game also do the exact same thing too. Yeah. And that game was inspired by... That That was not made by Play Dead. That was but a, it was another it was, wonderful game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic game. So... Are either... This is... I guess directed more towards Carrington, but okay. Phil, since you're our, our guest of honor tonight, and, and um, I guess I'll, I'll leave out the KK in the gaming corner. Are these contenders for our game of the year? As far as like an indie style game this, goes? This is putting aside, I'm not going to mention that game on Nintendo. Uh, this is putting aside all those big AAA games that have released. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I'm not going to mention it. Uh, as far as games that we've played, as far as indie titles, um, do you feel like these are strong contenders for an indie game of the year? Yes. Absolutely. Um, just simply because they bring something new to the table in their own respective genres. Uh, with, when it comes to Dredge and the basically the fishing, combining it with a horror genre, just... Just if you said the fishing genre, it just it just does something new with that. Even you know, mm -hmm. um, and with Planet Alana, it's it's just a it's still a new experience that you just have to go through yourself. That still does something new and unique. Even though we're comparing it to games like Silt and uh, Inside and Limbo, which are heavy hitters in their own right, if we're mm -hmm. putting it on that level, that means it's doing something right. I would 100% agree that they're both in contention of indie game of the year. I, I'm intrigued to see anything else that comes to the to the plate that's right. got this kind of the, this kind of punch and power behind it. Where it's still very early, oh, but it's not, man, we're halfway through the year. Well, it's we still have another half of the year to go. And we got Lightyear early. So we got Lightyear Frontier right. ahead of us. We're kind of early. The hell is Lightyear Frontier? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, imagine it's Minecraft, Minecraft with, robots. with robots instead of a person. You're in a robot. Come on, why do I? Why am I here? You're in a giant mech. What more do you want? The giant. You mech. said the word Minecraft. Oh, why am mech. I here? <laughs> no, I big, agree. It's a big bulbous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cyst. No, it's not. It's a pod. I'm controlling it. I swear. <laughs> I agree. I think these both are potential game of the years, and I am. Excited to see the uh, attention that they will continue to get for the rest of the year. And I'm hoping to see that we get more so a DLC with Dredge. I'd be interested to see if they can do some kind of DLC with Planet of Lana, but I don't know. I haven't finished the game, so I don't know what... what... Arrington's face says no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, all them aliens are dead. You won. There's no DLC coming. <laughs> There's a prequel where all you do is you jump onto a boat and you fish. Oh, shucks. The pe the prequel is actually Dredge. <laughs> dun, it turns dun, out dun. you're pulling up invaders from the bottom of the sea the entire time. All right. Welcome back to KK's Indie Gaming Corner with special guest CEO of Gamerheads Podcast, Phil, the chef himself. You know him. He's been on here before, I don't know, probably about a billion times. And I'm surprised he doesn't own this show. But... Before we get into our discussion, I wanted to mention a few games that have released on, uh, well, by the time you hear this, have released by now and releasing in the month of June. Um, uh, two games coming to mind right now. Harmony, the Fall of Reverie is a beautiful, uh, heavily narrated based adventure game. Uh, the the description, the fate of humanity is at stake. Use your gift of clairvoyance to see into the future and stop an apocalypse that threatens the balance between your world and the deities. Uh, this is developed by Don't Nod, and it releases on one of the greatest platforms of all time. The Carrington, Nintendo you nodded! He said not to do that. As Don't Nod. Uh, releases on the Nintendo Switch and on PC June 8th. And then also releases on Xbox and PlayStation June 22nd. Um, if you guys have not checked out this game, do yourself a favor and check it out. Very cool artwork. The premise looks really cool as well. It is a different style to an adventure game. 
and I think that it is worth checking out at least. Carrington, this is a game that you said you would you would mention because you can pronounce everything that's in it. Well, that's because Ohio is now part of France, or France yes. is now oh, Ohio. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, there you go. I forgot about that. Control. I'm in France now. <laughs> yeah, so Ohio does not exist. I now live in France. And Carrington just quit the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I okay the title I can get that's easy un je ne sais quoi that's the name of the the game that's but, the name of the company that's the name of the company yes oh, oh I thought oh, I'm so sorry I thought it was title <laughs> I, I thought it was titled in company so that's the company un je ne sais quoi um um, um animation I I assume that's also mm -hmm. the company um the game they, is um because it's all French. I'm gonna guess Dordogne. Because it's spelled right. it's spelled yeah. D-O-R-D-O-G-N-E. Now read the description in French. <laughs> or maybe it's like Which Cologne. is also in a, that's also in Ohio too, so you could just <laughs> Or at least with a French accent. Oh. Or we'll need a bagel. Yes, there you go. Or read a, read a, it a, in a French accent. Oh gosh, I don't know if I can do French because I, I don't know if I can do it with a straight face, but I'll try. We won't. Nobody look cares you. if your face is straight or not. I'm gonna stare right at you, and you'll never know it. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> um, immerse. Oh, okay, I'll try and work my way up to a French accent. How's that? Because otherwise, okay. we'll never get through it. Immerse yourself in a unique narrative. Experience and explore the thousand summer colors of Dodogne as you visit your childhood to uncover lost family secrets in this touching, formative journey. Play, play as Mimi, exploring the precious recollections of your childhood and the time shared with your late grandmother. As past meets present, Confront those adult choices with bond childhood. Aren't they always pissed off? <laughs> no, these well, I'm, French Canadians are right. <laughs> no, they play hockey. <laughs> Memories to uncover lost family secrets. Explore Dordogne, landscapes of a thousand summer colors within sumptuous hand-painted watercolor environments. During your adventure, recall the moments, the panoramas, the scents, the sounds, and the sensations. Recount these vivid memories in your journal as a recollection of Mimi's family past that's unique to your experience and a nostalgic, touching reflection to your journey. I apologize to anyone that might be offended to that French accent that was probably not very well. Oh man, that was great. Except for the part where you started going into like an Asian accent there, like <laughs> midway. I got a little confused when you said me, me. I just assumed you were talking about you and your co-host. <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> me. Yeah. Uh, that was well done, Carrington. Thank you. That was, I tried. Actually, that was beautiful. Thank you. Nice work. Thank you for handling Touches that one. Touches my um, this, this last game, which actually... Well, okay, so... Dordogne. Or as I say, Dordogne. <laughs> or it could be like Cologne. It could be Dordogne. Oh, Dordogne. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Um, releases June 13th on all platforms. So Ooh, It sounds like a really cool, colorful, pretty game, just from the description. It is. It is very much... Uh, it touches on that like, watercolor-esque style. Nice. Um, yeah. We very, just got very like, Planet cool of Lana. Game. Plays a lot... Looks a lot different than Planet of Lana as far as the gameplay itself, but it 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 is a beautiful, light-colored game. 
Uh, this last game, which actually releases, it should be, re it's releasing now. It's already been out on all platforms. Um, it's called Killer Freq Frequency. There's another fly. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, put out by Team 17. And Killer Frequency is a first-person horror adventure that puts you in the shoes of Forrest Nash, a late-night radio host whose callers are being stalked by a mysterious killer, solve puzzles, save lives, and run to the switchboards, all while listening to a jukebox retro 80s jukebox of retro 80s tunes. Uh, this game looks super cool. This is... Uh, I, I almost want to say this, in a way, reminds me of a game that takes on the chapter of what remains of Edith Finch in the comic book section yeah. where you're running from the killer the whole time. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And I am all my hands are on all hands on deck. Yeah. For this I was game. gonna say the style and just like the overall vibes, maybe not thematically, but just like gameplay and art style reminded me a lot of road to road 96 yes yeah, yeah definitely i got that same vibe watching that too but with that 80s synth horror vibe which is mm -hmm. super cool and kind of the birthplace of horror movies so it's a for us old people it's a nice throwback yeah hopefully so, definitely a game something that... back oh, man. <laughs> uh definitely a game that i will be playing this month and maybe even streaming now that we're getting back into the life of streaming twitch and all things podcast related so yeah keep your eyes out june 1st it's already out all platforms hopefully it'll be a game pass game uh, i saw the things that are coming out on game pass this month and i didn't see it listed i don't i don't remember seeing it listed i should say but also that was before the game was on my radar too so there's that We'll have to keep an eye out for it. So yeah, and Carrington, you had a little special message regarding someone that's been on the show almost as much as Phil the Chef. Yes, what? actually, uh, Connor... make more appearances. <laughs> uh, he's he's on the show a lot. He's an indie developer known as Connor. He is um, Connor Rush with uh, Fire Games. He just released a game. Um, well, actually, it's been out for a year called We Never Left. It was part of the DreadX collection, which you can get on Steam. But he recently released oh, yeah, yeah. his game that was part of that collection called We Never Left as a standalone thing. So you are more than welcome to play it. It is free, or you can donate some money to him if you wish. It is totally up to you. Um, it's a wonderful experience. It's, it's, a, it's a horror game. It's, it's Connor's first foray into the horror genre and it is wonderfully and beautifully done in Connor's style. I'm not saying it just because he's a friend of the show, but it is an experience that I would highly recommend. It is PC only, but uh, if you need the link, I have it. Um, and I will include it in the description uh, for the show notes. Um, and it is, it is so good. It is had me on my seat. On your seat or off your seat or on the edge of it? Which for what part of your seat is being taken up while you played this game? Normally that is the mystery. The that is the mystery, isn't there it? We need a seat to... cam. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've not played the game, it, it but based on the trailer, it reminds me something that is X File ish. Ooh. Okay. I actually, yeah, I would put it in that genre because if I could say, you know how Dredge uh, combined fishing with horror. Mm -hmm. Connor combined a text adventure with horror, and yes, so, it is. So, mm -hmm. so you're saying that if you like, um, uh, oh shoot, what's it called? Uh, 
I was gonna Dog ask for the one horror game that you played. In... Jeez, man, I streamed. No, it's uh, uh yeah, you streamed I, it the uh, one time. Oh my goodness! Oh, that was a text adventure. Stories untold. Yes. Yep. Yes. Stories untold. Yeah. Kind of, not yeah. sort of, because it's still first person and Connor's style. If, if anyone that has played his game it's still like, got a first person aspect to it, but that's Stories all I'll say. So that's it's, all I'll say. That is another good game. That game is creepy for a text based adventure. Yeah. Cool man, yeah, I, I do want. I want to play it and uh, maybe even stream it at some point. Could be right awesome. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. I streamed it. Connor did show up when I streamed it uh, cool. while he was in France. Oh, was he in so Italy? Why didn't we no, have no, him sorry. come? Read he was in Italy. I'm yeah. sorry. He was in Italy. He was in Italy. Sorry, not oh, France. He was boy. in Italy. <laughs> nope. Wait, it was Romania. <laughs> Could have been for all I know. <laughs> it was actually Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> it was France, Kentucky. <laughs> Right next place. to Lexington. Please. So yeah, uh, three games, well, four games that are going to be out this month. Two of them that are out right now. One of them is free, like Karen just said. We never left. It is available on PC now. Uh, Google it. It's on itch.io. You can pick it up for free. Indeed. Segway. Yeah, Karen, you've been killing the segways this entire night, and then you leave us here. I debated purchasing the show just based on your segways <laughs> after you really crapped the bet on the intro, and now here we are again, and your guys' show is back on the market. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, well, this is making me nervous asking this question now. Um, guys, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I can't remember if it was pure nintendo podcast or might have been chat log pc gamer um regardless it doesn't matter which one is uh they were talking about game reviews and it brought to mind i'd like to know like what what do you guys expect from a game review on games that are long Ooh. open world online Sim-esque. We're talking long games. We're talking games that you can spend hundreds of hours and not beat. Do you expect the person to review that game to finish it? Or do you expect them to get a decent chunk of the game before they review it? How, because game reviews now are a lot different than what they were 20 years ago. You know, there was a game there, it was done, that's it. Yep. Games that released today, day one, you get a patch. It could be different than what you played on the review copy. I don't know. That's just <laughs> that's, that's that's just that's just what I that that's the thought that I that I had formed over the week, and I thought, man, that's kind of interesting. Like, are game reviews a thing of like, do we give it a rating, or do we just give it a a vibe a, check? A vibe check. Like, is this something that is worth playing if you like this or like that? Okay. That's a good question because I, I've played plenty of long games. There are some I've completed, some I have not. Let's let's take Persona 5, for example. I'm still chipping away at it. I'm like 60 hours in. It's 100. Persona plus... 5 is the Zelda of this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't mention that name either. You, you were the first one to talk about that. I didn't talk about it. I just said it's the this of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fine. Great. But, you know, like, I'm 60 hours into it, haven't finished it yet. If I dedicated my life to it, could I finish it? Sure, because there's an actual ending. But you're also bringing into, like, say, 
a World of Warcraft type of game where, where it's still ongoing. The story is still ongoing. There's still expansions coming out for it and such. But when it dropped day one, you're talking, you know, easy. I know people have spent thousands of hours on vanilla Warcraft and never truly beat it. You know what I mean? Um, I, is there an actual, and I'm not saying this to be a, a jerk, but mm -hmm. I, I honestly don't know. Is there an actual end to Warcraft? Technically, yes. Like there's Whenever a you get the highest armor and highest stats. Yeah, but like, is there like a final boss that you kill in credits roll? I don't know. I, I couldn't say. I, I know with like the old Republic, each care each class does have a definitive end to its to their storyline, mm -hmm. and then the expansions also have an end to each of their respective storylines. Then you get into like what's end game, you know, like the raids, the armor sets, right. the, you know, things like that. And that's going to take you extra to, to grind for to get, you know, there's there's there is an end story wise. But as far as the grind, it almost never ends, really. Right. That, that's like going to Destiny. Like you could play through the yeah. storyline of Destiny. But what is what is the juice of the game? It's the raids. It's mm -hmm. playing. Um, what's the competitive PvP? Uh, the crucible crucible yeah, yeah. It, it's that is the juice of the game like you you play through the story you get your base level equipment and then you get the good stuff during that right higher it's the the raids and whatnot but i feel like in a style of that kind of a game you can play through what is considered the the quote-unquote core experience and then head on to the other thing dink around in that for a handful of hours and then and then you could put out an at least well-informed enough review where once you've like crushed the, the crux of the storyline in the, the not necessarily a single player mode because you can play the entire thing with other people. But once you've gotten past like that chunk of story, I feel as though you're, you're good enough to talk about it while dabbling in other aspects of the game as well. Where a Warcraft, if it doesn't necessarily have an end game, end game, you have to review it at some point if you are in fact a reviewer. Um, as far as like reviewing other games goes, I've, Man, you guys know I've got a really skewed opinion on how this entire thing works. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny that you asked if you need a third. This. Yeah, I know. I, now I just now I just hate being here for this entire conversation. I gotta pee. I'll be right back. Ah, <laughs> uh, you have to have played enough to be very well versed. I'm not gonna put like a percentage wise or an hour wise based on it. Especially when you look at something like a... Well, it also depends on what the lead time that you get the copy of the game in in time for as well. Because if you're getting if you're getting Elder Scrolls Skyrim and you it launches five days later and you're expected to, you're expected to have that review done by then, it's going to take you a day, day and a half to actually write that review if you're putting a good amount of effort into it. And unless you're sleeping or not sleeping, you're still not touching that game. But that review still got to be there. So I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that factor into exactly how much. And I don't necessarily think that a, a review needs to be done day of drop. You can have it kind of be an ongoing, almost a, right. uh, a like a, an ongoing review of it, like as to of okay, so here we are at release date. This is what I feel about it. Right. Maybe and in this day and age where things are so easily updatable, both games and reviews, as things drop and you can you get more information or, or the more data provided to you and they're updated. Then you could update your review being like, you know what, patch 1.01 hit. Now all of a sudden all this stuff that, that's broken is now fixed and it's a lot more playable and it's a much more streamlined experience. 
thankfully for the internet for that type of thing. But I mean, to give like an overall, just like, is the age of reviews dead? No, it's not because other people do value other people's opinion. Otherwise everybody wouldn't piss and moan about everything on Twitter as heavily as they do. I just saw, who did I see? Oh, like the people that put out Gollum just issued an apology saying that their game fell flat of expectations right after Redfall did. I, I jokingly sent a text message over to the Gamerheads podcast thing saying like, if every time that a game drops, it's supposed to be this big epic thing, the company's coming out and apologizing for it. Why not? Let's just take a two-year hiatus on releasing games, let everybody catch up on their backlogs, and then they'll start putting out right. games again, and people will be thankful about what starts coming out I, again. I, that's a like, really good point. Like, companies are busting the sorry about that, yeah. to get these games out to the meet the deadlines of what's happening. Everybody complains when there's delays. When there's not a delay, they complain that the product's unfinished and broken. There's no happy medium. And on top of that, the internet just pisses and moans to piss and moan. It's, it's a broken system. And if you're going to put any kind of weight and value into what a reviewer and or another company has to say, that's on you. If it sounds like a game that you're going to enjoy, pick up the game and play the game. I'm really glad you asked me to need a third tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry about all what you <laughs> no, came out no, of no. right it, there. It, you make a solid point because, like, look at look at this year. Who wants if you're trying to achieve game of the year? Who wants to release a game when Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has released yeah, and, and when, came out with no apology, mind you? Right. And Star it's Wars also better that works for ten years. That's all. And I'm true. not saying yeah. that because I'm like a Zelda hater. I'm not right. a Zelda hater. I've it played through almost every Zelda game known to man. But it's been in the works for ten years. Yeah. They never released a hard. This is the release date. Release date until what? Three months ago? Two months ago? Basically, yeah. All these other companies are yeah. like they're 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 throwing a needle at a dartboard and saying this is the day our our game's gonna come out. Meanwhile, everybody working on the game goes, oh shucks. We got, we're nowhere near this point yet. How are we going to meet this? Then they announced the delay and everybody on the internet goes, uh. Yeah. That's well, my thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. You got Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mm -hmm. And then later this Which year. Which has been patched at least two to three times since right. now well, as well. And it's only day been out one, they had a huge patch. Yeah. And then uh, the announcement of the new Mortal Kombat. So that's three, three huge games. That are gonna be well received by by gamers in general that are releasing this year. So why release? And I hate to say this because I don't want it to sound like I'm downplaying indie developers and other people that have had had games want to release uh, this year. But we have so many games right now to play through. Yeah, and take it to your pause. Let us catch up. Yeah, everything just dumped this past month, which is crazy to me because it's not because I feel like. Video games have started to follow like movies where you get the big like award season movies at the end of the year. Like games have started to follow that flow, release flow as well, where you just get a bunch of them at the end of the year that are You get your summer push and your years. holiday push. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, right now I feel like we're getting two pushes and it's almost too much. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, I know we're in the uh not award season, what is it? Uh, convention season for video games. Summer yeah, because it's coming up on Summer Games Festival. would have been E3 and all that kind of stuff. So and everybody's trying to get their stuff in again. Yeah. Summer Games Done Quick is going on right now. Right and if now. you're listening to this, you've got a day and a half left to watch it. Which is crazy. But like, there's yep. just so much that we have available to us. We're having two pushes like this throughout the year, it's, it's overwhelming. Like, even just mm -hmm. one push is overwhelming. Because I remember... I still try and plan my game time around big releases. Like, for example, when Halo Infinite came out, I knew I was going to play that because it, it came out towards the end of the year. And I had to, like, plan everything around it because I'm like, 
I know I'm going to play this. So I have to play certain things before that date. Cause after that date comes, I'm not going to play anything else for like a solid month probably. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I did. Yeah. Yep. I'd add more, but I feel like I've said enough. No, you, you definitely said plenty. I, I tell me to shut up. No, <laughs> shut up. Okay. Got it. Rage quit. <laughs> no, I, I feel like we live in a very special time right now where I don't think game reviews are going to die out. I think they're always going to be a thing. Just like movie reviews. Yep. We're, we still need that. Um, there's still a couple reviewers that I read and, and I base my choices off their opinions because over the few, over you know, 10 years that I've been reading their stuff, like I know that what they like is something that I like, so I trust their opinion. Um, and I think we live in a time now where a game review doesn't solely mean that the, that the reviewer has played 100% of the game. No. But it's based off their opinion, their experience, and maybe the 60 to 80 hours they put into the game if it is one of those long games. Which is a crap ton of time. Realistically, if you're playing that big of a game, unless you're trying to rate and judge the overall story, which, sure, for certain games is definitely a thing, I'll include one of my favorite games being Red Dead Redemption 2 into that category, where, like, the storyline's a huge part of that, and I still dropped probably 90 hours into that game. I still would have, even having not known where the story was going to end up, I could tell you that the way that the story was, the, the way that the story was going to wrap up at a certain point in that game, I'll call it the 20 to 30 hour mark. I knew I wasn't going to be disappointed. Right. Just because the gameplay was so spot on, what had happened thus far in the story had been so spot on that unless like the end of the story came down and it turns out that Arthur Morgan was not actually a cowboy and he was an alien with six arms coming out of his back. <laughs> which like, would be I'm, hilarious. Which would have been an awesome twist, yeah. don't get me wrong. But for all the right and or wrong reasons, depending on your perspective, I could tell you that I'm going to love the hell out of that game and I'm going to give it a, 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 a 9.75 to a 10, just in my own opinion, because that's yeah. my style of game. So, I mean, it's you don't necessarily have to play a ginormous game to completion. And a lot of times, like I said with reviewers, it's not even possible, depending on what time they got their review copy. You don't yeah. need to play it to completion, but at least have a big enough chunk into it to have a good enough feel for how the storytelling is being done, how the gameplay is playing out, how the animations work, how the physics works, all that kind of good stuff, to be able to formulate an educated enough opinion to be able to go with it. Yeah. You can't play a game that's that massive for two hours get done with that two hours and be like, ah, this isn't to my liking. I give it a four out of 10 or whatever. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's just, that's, that doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're doing a disservice to everybody and you're also making yourself look like a fraud. Yeah. Well worded. I'm good. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you 150%. Uh, that'll close it out for tonight. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate the CEO of Gamerheads podcast, Phil, the chef coming in to chat with us and, uh, join us. And really like, I genuinely mean that, you know, that you're more than welcome to come back anytime, Phil, just, I know. Whenever. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, you guys are again, my favorite humans walking the face of the earth. Some of us are sitting at no. the edge of our seat in our seat anywhere <laughs> on the seat here. levitating above the seat there might be a seat have to say the if there is a seat um caring to mention it before we are on social media um, um at kk mostly, indie gaming mostly. well kk indie gaming yeah uh twitter and instagram two places you can keep up with us there and then if you want to listen to us while you're driving to work your favorite podcast app search for us on there you'll find us kk indie gaming corner 
And uh, if you have a question, if you want to send us a love note, feel free to email us at uh, podcast at kkindiegaming.com or you can send us a message through. Oh, no, wait. The message does not work anymore. They took that off Anchor. Yeah, it's, no. sure. it's Spotify podcast now. Anchor does not yeah. exist. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Anchor when did that happen? Diminished. I don't know. It's recent. I just, because I wanted to Anchor. Uh, a couple it, months like, ago. redirected me to Spotify. Yeah. I'm like, huh. I should buy yeah. Spotify too. Well, while I'm at it's, it's it. like there Anchor by Spotify. Or I don't know. Anyways, yeah, KK Indie Gaming on all socials, KK's Indie Gaming Corner on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us. Uh, and most importantly, give us a review. We'll, we'll read it on here for you and tell you that we love you. We so, yeah, up. everybody, have a fantastic week. Have a fantastic day, weekend, whatever you're listening to. Phil, have a great time in rad. the kitchen. And, what is this uh, fantastic? I'm not- rad! There you go. Have a rad day. Yeah!